Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start up by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to share a couple of things. Um, one was an update related to something, I think an, a very positive move in the right direction, into some regarding a matter that has affected me for a long time. So I'm going to mention that, something I, I just did tonight. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention and bring up is, and this is really the heart of this episode tonight, is the importance of staying away from not just a toxic environment, but also things that might be influencing you in a toxic way that you may not even notice like how bad they are. And something in particular made me want to bring this up. And I'm not going to say what it was because it was something very graphic and it was something you you may have already heard about that was on the news. Um, But I'll just say there was a guy in his early 30s um, did something and he did it live on social media. And a lot of it had to do with... I think a lot of toxic things that he's seen on the news or in social media, just like very divisive, toxic things. And um, he just did something very drastic. Let's just put it that way. Um, And it just kind of reminded me because I actually watched the video that he did. I I saw it. I saw the whole video Um, and I saw everything you know, graphic that happened. Um, and it just happened yesterday, by the way, he did this yesterday. Um, and it was like a real thing. Um, like he got caught and everything, but, um, I wanted to point out that I've talked about on here before on this podcast about, you know, um, looking at history differently. And I studied philosophy and I had my degrees in history and I, I almost minored in philosophy. If I had taken like two more classes, I would have had a minor in it. Um, and so when I when I took those classes, those were my passion, um, obviously, right? You know, I that was what I studied. It wasn't just because I had to take a history class or I had to take a philosophy. I was in philosophy classes a, a few. Um, when you're really in it, there's there were only like four other students in the class because it wasn't required. It wasn't like your fundamental philosophy. It was like the advanced philosophy, right? So I actually did it because it it was my passion. And I told you guys that I wanted to do a podcast and I want to take a class first to do it even better and just learn more skills before I start it than how I do this one. Um, But this one I've learned a lot from. But I just want it to be better and just more detailed, uh, like more editing and, you know, just more professional in a sense. Um, and it'd be really a, a side job. Um, but the one thing that made me think of that was when this guy did this thing yesterday. Um, and again, I'll just say he did something that was altered two people altered it altered multiple people's lives um but a lot of it had to do with information 
that he had been consuming in like the news and the media and social media that's very toxic and it it changed him um and i used to be what you would call like a news junkie back i would say um in the early 2000s going into like 2010 and i understand all different sides and all different views and all different politics and all that stuff and i'm not here to talk about politics but um i learned to get away from it is the point because for one when you study history and you study philosophy and you read old newspapers from 100 years ago and you look back at what people were debating about what they were talking about you know hundreds of years ago thousands of years ago um to make it easier you know i always refer back to some newspapers that i had to do research for from 1910 and they were talking about the same stuff it was the same stuff it was just as divisive back then um and if you are to just consume yourself with stuff like that it can really impact you especially if and i say especially coming from my own opinion here especially if you have any form of PTSD if you have major triggers that are part of complex PTSD or PTSD and there's something that is making you kind of consumed with certain type of media it's probably not good um and anything coming from news and social media i just don't know too much good that's coming from that i really don't and i have to say um and i'm not trying to bash any sort of a uh, certain type of social media here but I got on one today that I had never been on before and I'm I don't even want to say what it is cuz they're all you know they can all be very addictive um and I'm not here to bash any certain type of site but I got on a certain site today that is I would say it's a social media site that is information but a lot of people have warned me before they're like don't get on there because it's a rabbit hole like you will fall down a million rabbit holes if you get on this on this particular site but i did it cuz i wanted to see certain news regarding this thing that happened yesterday um and when i got on it it was i i couldn't handle it it was like so much information it was a a tornado within a tornado within a tornado and i was like no 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 this is bad this is like so distracting and so toxic and everyone it's just a guessing game and this is just a very unhealthy app like this is this is bad so i deactivated it after about 5 minutes i i looked at it for a while i saw a whole bunch of different comments and different things it was very different from like youtube it was very different from twitter it was very different from instagram it was very different from facebook this was just a particular app that was almost like a a guessing game and a, a gazillion comments and I I thought how can anybody look at this like this is so distracting um and it made me want to you know talk about the importance of staying away from social media or at least keeping a distance with it like narrowing it down to only 1 hour a day um my guilty pleasure is YouTube and that's because there's one site and it's just one site there's one channel on YouTube that I follow um There's actually 3, the other 2 don't ever post anything though. 
um, cause it's just something I do for fun. But the one I do, he, he posts every day and I literally talk to this guy every day. Like we message each other every day about the comments that I leave and then he leaves and then I leave and he leaves. And it's always fun. Like we, we get along. Um, and I, I get along with the other people in the comments and everything, but that's it. Um, and that's just YouTube. Like I don't, I'm not on Facebook. Um, I can't, I told you guys for this podcast, I can't, I can't access the old Twitter page I had. I don't know why, if it's cause Twitter changed and turned into X. I don't, I have no idea what happened. Um, where's my new phone? I don't know, but I just wanted to stress the importance of staying off, um, or at least keeping a distance because so much of what is on what you could call the news is either extremely biased it's intentionally divisive and in a lot of ways the people who are on those channels they know that right like it's it's part of their job so when i'm always curious when they see somebody act out the way that this guy did yesterday um doing this very graphic thing um it makes me wonder like do they ever think about the part that they played in it because the toxic stuff that they spew and the divisiveness, you know, they know that it's like part of their, their job title and it's gotten worse over the years. You know, um, news did not used to be on TV 24 hours a day, by the way, a lot of you probably already know that, but 24 hour news didn't really become a thing until like the early nineties. And before that they had like the evening news and the morning news and that was it. And then you would have like different radio stations. Um, but like 24 hour news on TV wasn't even a thing until like the early nineties. And then it just went hog wild, you know, with like OJ trial and everything and Tanya Harding and, um, Nancy Kerrigan stuff. Like those were kind of the first big things that, you know, the news picked up. Okay. Sensationalism, you know, when it comes to this new type of news, um, you know, that's where those things kind of got going if you look back at the history of it, but in regards to, you know, what we see on TV overall, it's the same stuff. So, you know, don't let certain things get you down. Don't get depressed about certain things because they might not even be quite as statistically factual as what you think. And I told you guys, I've been reading books at the library and a lot of the books on the first few shelves, I'm on shelf like number seven right now, or maybe number eight. But um, I have several right now that are specifically about critical thinking and looking at the world differently and history differently and, you know, lies throughout history and the biggest forms of propaganda. Those are what some of those first few books, I think, really starting on maybe shelf seven and eight um, in nonfiction. Uh, they really get into stuff like that. So I have a couple right now. I'm actually taking them back t- tomorrow because I'm pretty much done with them. But they're all about like, you know, what the media puts out there and how it actually does influence things that sometimes get passed in legislation. Like, because the media is saying something and it's so sensational and they're getting so many views from it, it influences a lot of people to where eventually, you know, a politician might enact something that actually isn't factually what the news is saying it is, which is mind boggling. Um, And that's, that's a fact. Like, it's, it's really mind-boggling and it's sad because if we actually live more by facts, we'd all probably be a lot happier and safer and 
healthier, um, at least for the most part, it seems like. Um, but I, I wanted to share that, you know, it's important to stay away from that stuff. Cause when I heard this, when I saw, I watched this guy's video and I'm not, I'm a person, I'm not surprised by anything. Nothing shocks me to be perfectly honest. I feel like I've been exposed to everything. So nothing surprises me. So when I heard this guy's video, I just kept thinking like, this is so sad because he let really toxic stuff um, and it can come from any angle. It can come from any type of party or person or TV station. Everything has a lot of toxicity, right? Um, and it, he, it, it, it really affected him to where he did something so life-alteringly horrible and graphic that it, it's really affected a lot of people in his personal life in huge, huge ways, um, where they'll never be the same. Um, I'll just put it that way. But, and you, like I said, you probably already heard about this, but I wanted to stress, you know, that's part of why, like I said, I wanted to, I want to do my podcast about history and philosophy and the other side of history, you know, like, what are we missing out on? Um, you know, what aren't we learning about? And, you know, I've told you guys, again, with the books at the library, they talk about a lot of that in those first few shelves, which I thought was so cool, because that's what I want to do my podcast about. Um, so I plan to use those those books. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful to have an interest in critical thinking, because I've told you guys that's something I always struggled with. Having complex PTSD and stress and coming from trauma and having trouble learning and focusing, critical thinking was not my forte. That wasn't what I was good at. I I traditionally, and I still do, I would say major, the majority of the time, I function from emotions based on stress. And that's a big part of PTSD. You you function off that amygdala in your brain saying danger, 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 which a lot of times just comes out as an emotional behavior. Um, So, you know, getting yourself to think more critically is just massively important in all of this. Um, So, again, I'm thankful that I found something to fill in times of when maybe I'm bored and reading is has really been the answer. Like opening up my mind up to things I don't know about has made me feel much more competent and, you know, confident and happier and not to fall for things. You know, there's really good examples. Um, I'm reading a book right now by John Stossel and he's, he was a news anchor on NBC and maybe ABC. I might be saying that wrong. He might've been on ABC. Um, but he was a news anchor on one of the big networks, uh, for years. And then I think he went to Fox or something. Um, but he's, he does a book about things that the news puts out and what's accurate and what's not. And then he gives you examples of things that happen because people run with emotion sometimes and will state things, but actually what they're stating is the opposite of what will actually help their situation. Um, so he's, you know, he writes books about stuff like that. Um, and I might actually mention the name of his book at the, towards the end of this podcast, just so 
Um, I don't need to make a correction in the next episode. But I also wanted to point out um, in another topic, and here's a perfect example. So I told you guys um, that, you know, I've been reading like Scientific American Magazine to just open up my mind, something I would never normally read. And I love it, by the way. And again, this is something at the library and the magazine racks. And you can check them out, which I didn't know that either. But I was reading Scientific American about the Voyager. Um, it's a space probe that's like 55 billion miles away in inter- interstellar space. They built it in the 70s. And it's just, it'll like never come back. Like it's just taking pictures of planets and stuff. Um, and it's been out there for 45 years or more or whatever. Um, but it just got me interested in like, space and exoplanets and stars and comets. And I have a a young person in my family who turned 11 and they got a telescope for Christmas. And so I sent them um, the stuff from this website about comets. Cause I think, I think I told you guys about this. I found out there's going to be like seven comets that are in our view this year. One of them was yesterday. And so this, this person, it's a relative, their mom called me yesterday and they were like, hey, we're going to watch the comet tonight um, with the telescope and the information that you gave us. I didn't get them the telescope. Somebody else got them the telescope. But um, that's why I sent the comet information because I knew they had the telescope. But uh, they were using the information I gave them and I gave them like a calendar with the comets are going to be on it. And it was so refreshing. Um to just know that they were using it. Like it just, it really uplifted me to just do something that perked their interest. You know, it it was almost like, um, just doing something nice for somebody, you know, um, like if you do something nice for a neighbor and then they thank you for it. Uh, I I was kind of worried that they had kind of forgotten about it because I, the comet technically it was Monday and Tuesday that you could see it. Um, so after Monday night went by, I just thought that they didn't care. Um, but then when they called me yesterday in the evening, they were like, yeah, we're all set up and we're about to watch it. They actually had cloudiness, so they didn't, they weren't able to see it. But, um, I told them also about the international space station because you can see it with the naked eye. I saw it one night and I thought it was like a UFO or something. I didn't know what the heck it was because it wasn't a plane. Um, but you can see it moving through the sky and it looks like a star that's moving at, you know, it's, it's moving at a fast pace, but it's moving to where you can stand there and just watch it. Um, I happened to see it one night, but if you look up spot, the station, if you Google spot, the state, the station, um, international space station, you can look up your own city and it'll show you every night when you can see it. Um, it just looks like a little star that's moving through the sky. So it's kind of cool, but it just made me feel good to do that. But I don't know that I would have even really thought of that or known about that. Had I not sort of gotten an interest in, you know, opened up my mind more with these magazines and with reading, um, and just kind of looking at the world differently. Uh, the other thing I wanted to share, and this is something a little bit more, on a serious matter. And it's something that's affected my life for years. And it was a really good step in the right direction. And it had to do with 
drinking. So I told you guys that that's something I've struggled with. And substance abuse problems are huge for people with PTSD and complex PTSD. And it's it's sometimes still a taboo subject for a lot of people because um, obviously it affects our lives. And I told you guys that I, I did a worksheet that my counselor gave me. I guess it was last week because we weren't able to meet because of the ice storm. Um, so they sent me a worksheet to print out and do at home. And I did it. And I told you guys a little bit about it uh, last week, I think. But one of the things they said is, is there anybody in your life that you can reach out to? And regarding this, you know, some of the problems related to drinking. And I really couldn't think of too, too many people except... I told you of somebody that I know um, who owns like a bed and breakfast and they're like kind of a cowboy and they used to own a casino in California and this person actually hosts AA groups um, in another town. But I emailed them tonight because they email me like every week about stuff because they, they're into history and we did Underground Railroad history together um, and they own one of the homes connected to like uh, people who supported Abraham Lincoln and one is like a pre-Civil War home that's a bed and breakfast and the other one's an Airbnb they own these two homes um, and they renovated them and restored them and now they're like a bed and breakfast and they live at the bed and breakfast but um, so I reached out to them because we already know each other in multiple ways and I think they actually wanted to join the poet society that I'm in, in the city I live in. Um, and I, I don't know if that ever happened or not, but I, I, the point is I emailed them tonight and I reached out to them and I told them, you know, this is also something I've struggled with because they've been very open about it to me, their struggles. And I've never told them that that's something I struggle with too. But when I was looking through this list, I thought, you know, I, I do need somebody who's in my, my friend's zone. Um, they're more of like an acquaintance friend, I would say, because like I don't necessarily hang out with them. But I, I, whenever I see them, I could be with them for hours. Um, but they're in that kind of that perfect zone um, where they're probably a good person to reach out to. And so I just asked them, you know, sometime if they do their meeting, is there any way I could join through a Zoom? Um, depending on the night of their meetings, I don't know when they meet. Um, but it was just a huge, a huge, huge step because this person knows me, right? This isn't a stranger. Um, like I know this person. And in a lot of ways, intimate ways that other people don't know me, but this was the first time I've ever opened up about this particular thing. Um, so I'll let you know, you know, what they say. But it was a big, a big step in a, a certain direction because it's like you're cementing it, you're making it permanent, and you're making it permanent with somebody who you know on a pretty permanent level, right? Um, so it's just a really big deal. And I am going to grab this book really quick only because I don't want to be saying something incorrectly. Um, so the book that I'd mentioned, and the only reason I say this is because, like I've said, I, I've been reading more and trying to think more critically, and a lot of these first books are about that. So this book is by John Stossel, 
of uh, 2020. So like ABC, he he was a a name on there for a long time. And this book is called Myths, Lies, and Downright Stupidity. Get out the shovel. Why everything you know is wrong. Um, so a few things he talks about. Would you believe that price gouging is good for consumers? Public schools don't need more money. A minimum wage hurts poor people. There is no cancer epidemic. Okay, these are his words. Um, you know, but this is... It's, it's the way that, you know, news is presented. So, yes, there's obviously a lot of people with cancer. But he's saying, look at the way the news presents it. Um, you know... So in regards to epidemic, that's what he's saying. Again, these are, this is what his book says. Um, those aren't my words. Um, but I just, uh, I just wanted to share some of this and, um, let me see here. I just wanted to correct one little thing. John Stossel is the anchor. So this was written a few years ago. John Stossel is the anchor for 2020. He's received multiple Emmy Awards. Do, 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 do. So again, um, ABC News is what he was on for several years. That's where a lot of people know him from. But I wanted to share a little bit of that. And again, these are just books. I've just been going from one, from shelf one to shelf two to shelf three and picking out like three to five per shelf just to open up my mind. And again, um, it's so important to, I think, do that and get away from, you know, social media, get away from like toxic stuff on TV. Um, and when you do that, it's, it's very liberating. Um, and it doesn't mean to read things that are the opposite technically of what you would normally read. It's reading things that the way that I'm doing it, I'm just reading shelf by shelf and there's no rhyme or reason. You know, I have no idea what's going to be on the next shelf and the next few books that I picked up are about the history of books. So it's like papyrus and scrolls and, uh, the library that Cleopatra had. I feel like I talk about Cleopatra a lot, but she's actually mentioned in the, the next book I'm reading, you know, by coincidence, one book was about critical thinking and history, and the next one, one is about the library she had in Alexandria, I guess. Um, I didn't know that she was gifted a library. I had no idea. Um, but she just happened to be mentioned again. Um, but then another book that I, I checked out, um, well, I actually checked out another scientific magazine. But I'm literally just going through the shelves. And I told you there was one about Atlantis. There was one about statistics and another one about computer programming. So I have no idea, you know, what's next. So I'm just doing it. Like I said, I, I want to open up my mind and learn things that I, I've never learned and break stereotypes. And I don't ever want to fall into a position, you know, I don't want other people to fall into a position of what this guy did yesterday because even when I watched his video, there were certain things that he was saying. And I was like, one, he's not thinking critically. Um, he probably thinks he's thinking critically by his, he's very, he was being very passionate in the video. Um, and I think that he had probably 
um, overanalyzed a lot of stuff that he sees on TV a lot to the point where, you know, he definitely believes in what he's saying and what he's doing. But there were certain things that he was saying where I was like, well, if he knew this, he wouldn't be saying that. Or if he, if he knew that in a lot of ways, people are being played for fools by the sensationalized media, um, you know, he wouldn't get be so hyped up about it because he'd be see, he would see that a lot of us are played for fools. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to probably stay away from just for your own mental health and social media too. Um, like I said, when I was on this site today, um, it was an app. I downloaded the app and I was on it and it's like a, a very major, well-known social media app. Um, and I just thought, wow, this is so, this is so toxically mind bending. I must, de- I need to deactivate this quickly. Um, cause it's just, it's all just opinion pieces. You know, it's all just wormhole, rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. And just not good. Um, not healthy, not mentally healthy at all. And I would also say it's probably something that could be very addictive and addictive in a very destructive, toxic, um, emotionally destabilizing type of way. And you really need to engage with nature more if you're getting sucked into something like that, because it can just really, I just make people narrow minded and suckered into almost like a world of magic, like a world of make believe and fantasy and just, I don't know. It's a little concerning when I see stuff like that, but you know, it's, it's out there. Um, you know, but I wanted to share some of this and just share a few things of, you know, positive outreach that I've done and positive feedback. Um, and like I said, this Friday, I'm, I have some other things I'm going to do regarding finances and I'm going to share how that goes with you guys. Cause I've told you that that is a trigger for me. Um, particularly I'll be doing it on my own and it should be easy. Um, but I know I'm going to email that financial guy that I talked to on Monday just to make sure I do everything properly. Um, and that's regarding that retirement account, the 401k, um, and it seemed like there was something else I was going to share with you guys, but this has already been a half hour long episode, which I didn't realize. So I'll go ahead and get off of here. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.